University of Virginia Health System, we're for sharing the latest health information from top minds to keep you and your family healthy. With UVA Health System Radio, here's Melanie Cole. Common practice has been for prostate cancer patients to delay radiation therapy after having their prostate removed. However, new research is upending this commonly held belief. My guest today is Dr. Timothy Showalter. He's board-certified radiation oncologist whose who specialties include prostate cancer. Welcome to the show, Dr. Showalter. So tell us a little bit about this. You know, if, if they're delaying receiving radiation therapy after having their prostate removed, why is that and what's changed? Well, uh, thank, first of all, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Um, I, so the the area of uh, post-operative post uh, radiation therapy for prostate cancer is an interesting and very challenging one. Um, there were years ago uh, clinical trials that showed that there was a survival advantage to adding radiation therapy for men with advanced uh, prostate cancer after surgery. Um, and those studies were conducted before we had the PSA blood test, which really changed the way we, uh, we treat uh, prostate cancer patients. And um, over time, a, a lot of clinicians have opted to uh, not offer immediate radiation therapy after a prostatectomy uh, with a few goals in mind. Uh, one is that some of the patients um, can be followed with, with the PSA blood test over time and may end up never having their prostate cancer return. So it'd be, it's kind of nice to avoid uh, radiation therapy in those patients. And then the other reason is that there is a there has been a long held fear in our in the uh, urology uh, community and in the radiation oncology community that uh, earlier radiation has a higher rate of side effects or complications for urinary function and for sexual function as well uh, compared to delayed radiation. And what what we found in our in our recent research is that the latter point about the the effect of radiation timing on ultimate complications from from radiation therapy just isn't true. Wow, that's really good news for men. I mean, because so many men, Dr. Showalter, worry that due to radiation and any other treatments, they hear prostate cancer, they think of, you know, sexual dysfunction, they think of incontinence and these side effects. So what do you want them to know about the findings of these studies and what they can look forward to in the future? Well, I think it, you know if if you're a man in that situation and uh, your urologist or radiation oncologist has talked to you about the option of doing radiation therapy, I would say first off that um, if you have more favorable features, for example, a low Gleason score or very low PSA, um, I think it's perfectly fine to to not rush into radiation treatment. Um, if on the other hand, if if you've got a high Gleason score and your urologist has mentioned that you're at high risk for um, progression, I think for those men, it's it's pretty clear that that timing uh, does matter in terms of cure rates. That earlier radiation therapy is more effective, and so the the recent research is reassuring to men like that because the research is basically saying, hey, if the radiation therapy is offered early when it's most effective, it's not going to increase your risk of complications because ultimately those men will will need radiation anyways. The question I asked you at the beginning, Dr. Showalter, was for patients receiving radiation therapy after having their prostate removed. And what about those who opt not to have it removed? Is that changing in the landscape of prostate cancer today? Well, you know, the technology has uh, really changed uh, prostate cancer radiation therapy for men with, in, with intact, you know, prostates who have not opted for surgery. Uh, there are a number of, of new options for those men as well. 
Um, in the past uh, 15 to 20 years, we've seen uh, a number of incremental gains in the way we uh, line patients up and track the prostate gland uh, during radiation treatment and in the way we deliver radiation therapy. And they've culminated in giving more focused radiation that's uh, safer uh, for patients and, and causes less collateral damage, um, having better cure rates by giving a higher radiation dose. And then more recently, um, offering radiation treatment over a shorter time schedule. Uh, for instance, uh, stereotactic body radiation therapy has been one advance in uh, external beam radiation therapy, where we're now treating men with radiation schedules as short as five treatments. And that's opposed to the traditional approach of eight to nine weeks of treatment. If patients opt not to have their prostate removed and they do have this radiation treatments, maybe hormone treatments, any of the other treatments out there, how do you keep track for them? What do you, how do they know it's not going to recur? Because having their prostate removed feels like it would be a safer bet, but less and less men are choosing that now. So how do you tell them we're going to keep track, we're going to keep a watch. Well, first off, it's helpful to sit down with patients and, and run through the actual numbers for the available clinical trials. And of course, as you know, there's a ton of prostate cancer research that comes out every day. I mean, it's a Herculean task to keep up with all of the new uh, clinical research that comes out each month in the in the medical journals. So the first thing I do is sit down and just and run the numbers. And, and uh, the reason why the national guidelines recommend either radiation or surgery is that both actually have the same cure rates and, and similar quality of life outcomes as well. So it's important that a patient realize that it really is a choice. And then in the follow-up period, it takes time uh, to see the, the full response from radiation. Um, and for us to see the, the um, PSA blood test go as low as it's going to go, it often takes a year and a half to two years of just following blood tests. And the number one way for us to check on patients over time is to continue to follow their, how their PSA blood test responds. And the PSA blood test is a really good marker of radiation response and monitoring patients to make sure the prostate cancer doesn't return. Give some numbers, Dr. Showalter. What do you want men to know about their PSA numbers? Well, uh, so there's, there's a lot of uh, uncertainty and lack of clarity uh, for the PSA blood test in the screening situation. So in terms of diagnosing men with prostate cancer, there's a whole lot of literature about um, you know, what, what sort of PSA uh, value should prompt a biopsy, for example. Uh, and the PSA test has been uh, recognized to be a not a great test in that situation, but it's quite good in the, um, in, in, after uh, radiation treatment. Um, we generally see the PSA blood test go down to less than 1 or less than 0 0.5 within two years um, after receiving radiation treatment, and that's generally considered a good number and predicts that patients will do well long, time, long term. Uh, for some of our high-dose radiation treatments, including when part of our radiation is delivered with implanted radiation, like, like uh, brachytherapy or seed implants, um, we, we see uh, PSA values go all the way down to undetectable, so below the sensitivity of the test. Um, and, you know, it's just important to follow those numbers over time, keep, keep uh, an eye on the trend, and, um, and you know, as, as we proceed, patients are generally reassured by those numbers. That's great information. And in just the last few minutes, give a bit of a summary about the studies that upend these common views we've been discussing and why patients with prostate cancer should come to UVA Cancer Center for their care. Okay. So 
first off, for the for the studies that we um, that we looked at, um, so there were actually two uh, reports that that we published recently, and this was in collaboration with some of my colleagues from Thomas Jefferson University as well. Um, and we looked at a total of 10,000 men um, between uh, the United States and a separate uh, cohort of men uh, in in a region of Italy as well. And evaluated how how men did in terms of major uh, complications uh, from treatment in terms of urinary, sexual, and gastrointestinal function. And we did observe, as predicted, some increased uh, risk of complications related to receiving radiation at all. Um, but interestingly, and in, in the main uh, uh, hypothesis of the paper is that we, we did identify that earlier radiation uh, did not increase risk of side effects. So it's highly reassuring for men who, who are contemplating jumping in with radiation. Um, and in fact, uh, for some of the domains, earlier radiation actually had uh, lower risk of complications than delayed radiation. Uh, and then here at UVA, um, I think one of the, the benefits to being at, at a teaching hospital like the University of Virginia is that we have focused urologists and radiation oncologists who are very familiar with the latest literature and, for example, are aware of, of, of research like this and can, can counsel patients in a, in a detailed fashion about, uh, you know, the latest research on, that may affect their, their treatment decisions, such as the influence of treatment timing. It's great information, and we, we applaud you on all of your research studies. Keep up the great work. You're listening to UVA Health Systems Radio. For more information, you can go to uvahealth.com. That's uvahealth.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.